Private Banking Today from Standard Chartered. Hello and welcome to Private Banking Today, a new podcast series from Standard Chartered about the latest wealth management trends. I'm your host, Chloe Tilly, and each episode will be joined by expert guests for their specialist insight into our theme. This episode, we're looking at investing in prime UK real estate. Joining me is Robert Morrell, who is Head of Lending Solutions at Standard Chartered Private Bank. Hi there, Robert. Hi, Chloe. And Liam Bailey is also with us, Global Head of Research at Knight Frank, the UK's leading independent real estate agency. Hi, Liam. Hi, delighted to be here. So let's begin. Robert, give us your thoughts, if you would, on the merits of including London residential property in a wealth portfolio. For many of our clients, real estate is the centre of everything. They love real estate and for them, their diversification would be perhaps looking at property in Belgravia versus Knightsbridge versus Mayfair, for example. For other clients, it's more important to have more diversification in their wealth portfolio. So actually, they were looking at something to complement their non-real estate investments within their existing portfolio. And that's really important for our clients. So for many of our clients, as you know, we're Asia, Africa, and Middle East focused. And I remember Rajiv spoke in our previous episode about political stability. And given what's going on just at the moment, he made reference to a story with one of our African clients. But in overall terms, looking at overall global reference, UK is a very good politically stable environment. So it's very attractive to our clients as an investment class. And in London particularly, I think Liam will echo, but we find that there's only a finite amount of property. So when we talk about prime property in central London, There's only so much property that can be built, can be offered to the market. In actual terms, it's a very limited supply of asset class to our clients. Liam, Robert drew attention there to kind of political and economic uncertainties in the UK. But despite that, prime real estate in London does remain attractive to overseas buyers, particularly people from Asia. What's your overview of the current property market in the UK and especially in London? Well, just going back to that point about the attractiveness of London and the UK, I mean, actually, our latest stats show about 91 nationalities buying in central London, for example. So it kind of shows you the the depth of interest and the range of interest from around the world. And that stability point that we just heard about, I think, is obviously important. But I think looking at the market right now, look, it, the UK has had a, a difficult time for the past sort of 12, 18 months because interest rates rose so quickly and that's impacted on, obviously, uh, borrowing costs. The interesting sort of angle, I suppose, on the housing market is prices were hit a little bit. I mean, in central London, they fell 2-3% maybe the last 18 months. In the UK, more like sort of 4 5%. But then this unusual thing has happened in the last sort of six, seven months where prices have turned up again. So even though base rate keeps rising, prices are beginning to climb again. And it comes back to that point about the limited amount of stock in the market, particularly in central London. There isn't a huge amount of stock owners are not willing to sell at the moment and you're in a position where buyers, investors from wherever they are around the world are having to bid up prices to get the right type of property. Let's look at the financial year ending 2023. More than 160 properties worth £10 million or more were sold in London. Robert, what are the pros and the cons indeed of taking out a loan to buy prime real estate? It's a surprising statistic, and I heard recently just how low it is when we look at the number of properties in the UK, but particularly in London, I would say, which are mortgaged. It's a very low proportion, but there are some real benefits of doing so. And I think there's a perception 
that for wealthier individuals, and we're talking about 160 properties, £10 million plus, that's not so many, that's the top end of the market. There's a perception that those buyers actually don't need to borrow, but actually they do. And they're a little different from most people, and they'll have the same underlying needs, whether that's cash flow, whether it's remaining liquidity, whether it's investing in other business activities. So there's very good fundamental reasons why many buyers will want to borrow. But particularly for clients who are buying £10 million properties, I would say they are not adverse to debt. They understand the power of leverage, particularly when leverage is accretive, and that will enhance their overall returns. And there's also very good estate planning reasons, otherwise known as succession planning, very good reasons why it's very important that they'll seek their own independent advice from qualified professionals and they will be taking that advice and many times that includes taking a certain amount of debt for estate planning reasons. Now, the Bank of England's base rate at the time we're recording this podcast is 5.25%. If we look back over the last 30 years, it hit a high of 7.5% in 1998. And from February 2009 to May 2022, it was low. It was never above 1%. Robert, how do you think rates will move this year in 2024? Where are we going from here? It's a good question. If we look back at the last MPC, the monetary policy committee meeting only this month, it was still divided. I think there were six that said maintain, two that said we should increase and only one that said decrease. So it's still a little bit mixed. So I would say in answer to your question, we're not going to see any imminent reduction in interest rates, but I am quite optimistic. I think the general consensus is that by the end of the year, we will see a reduction in rates. I think also we shouldn't underestimate the fact that we've got an election that's coming up. And I think that could be an influencer in some ways as well. So I think we're targeting something about low fours as an interest rate. That won't be this year, but over the course of 2025, 26, I think we're certainly looking at a quite a sustained reduction in interest rates to that sort of level. But what's very clear is the economic outlook has to support that. Inflation that's been quite stubborn has to be under control and that will lead to reduced interest rates. So Liam, in your experience, if rates do lower, what degree of impact does it have on investors considering purchasing prime real estate in London? Well, it has a a big impact and you can see the impact already because transaction volumes in the UK fell 25, 30% in the past 12 months compared to the previous year, and they fell because interest rates increased. So it has a a direct read-through and a very rapid read-through in terms of um, transaction volumes. And therefore, the fact that mortgage rates are already edging down in the expectation of where the base rate will go is already adding a little bit more liquidity to the market. So that process, that increase in liquidity is is the thing that estate agents are really uh, looking forward to because actually a, a more liquid market is you know is obviously good news for the economy for sort of labor mobility etc but i think the the shift to lower rates will unlock the market people who are currently not selling because actually they're on a low rate at the moment and they don't want to remortgage those people suddenly will be in position maybe in sort of 12 months time or 9 months time to actually make that step. Suddenly you've got more stock in the market and then transactions can take place that have thus far not been taking place. So 
I think it unsticks the market uh, if, if rates begin to move lower. And Robert, are you seeing any upturn in clients investing in property right now in anticipation of lower interest rates? I am, Chloe. And actually, I would say here at Standard Chartered over the last 12 months, I've never seen so many transactions and record levels of transactional activity. I believe sentiment is changing. Interest rates reducing will undoubtedly, as Liam says, have this impact. And for many buyers, that's exactly what they're waiting for. We should talk a little bit about ESG credentials. And we all know that there are quite tough regulations and requirements for reducing net carbon zero. That's going to lead to some opportunities, I think. And uh, Liam's alluded to holders of property not needing to sell, not willing to sell, and therefore holding stock in an already very sort of finite, limited supply chain. But actually, there are some owners of properties who, with higher interest rates, that pressure of enhancing the assets to really improve returns, will decide to sell. And and that's what I'm seeing. So there'll be opportunities, particularly where repositioning, refurbishing, upgrading the property to meet those latest ESG credentials, that's going to give right opportunity because better class assets and certainly best in class assets, as we often see being delivered to the market, will offer much more attractive rental yields. And that coupled with lower interest rates, you'll see a leverage accretive situation once again, which enhances overall returns. So I think that's the sentiment piece that I think we're beginning to see. Liam, if we look back over the past 10 years, London's house prices have climbed by around 60%. What's your prediction for new growth sectors in terms of location, but also property type? And that 60% is absolutely right for, say, for Greater London. In prime central London, where a lot of those wealthy uh, international buyers will be interested in, prices really haven't done very much at all. They kind of lagged that, that Greater London story, primarily because it was you know, stamp duty impacted on expensive properties and central London is where, where they're located. So interestingly, I, I would actually point to prime central London as an area of opportunity because prices right now are probably around 15% below the level they reached back in 2014. Uh, in dollar terms, they're down by around 35%. So actually for overseas buyers from the Middle East, from Asia, from the US, which is now the biggest single source of buyers in central London, there's a real discount to be had. And that's before you take into account the real change in prices if we allow for inflation. So the central London market has repriced significantly actually over the past sort of seven, eight years, and I think does provide a real opportunity for investors. The other thing that I think is creating that uh, opportunity is the fact that there is very limited stock coming forward from developers. So COVID gave a hiatus for a couple of years because there was uh, no development work uh, happening in central London, no new start. So actually at the moment, in terms of new build stock that's been that's selling out in terms of prime schemes in central London, we're probably hitting the low, a 10-year low, in terms of the numbers of available new build units uh, in those prime marketplaces. And again, there is an opportunity for investors if you can buy, refurbish and improve and put your properties uh, back onto the market. There is an opportunity right now in that area. Finally, Robert, when you begin investment conversations with your clients, what are you hearing about whether now is the time to invest in UK prime real estate? I'm always a believer that prime real estate 
plays a very solid long-term investment class for anybody's portfolio. But right now, as I was saying earlier, we're seeing a lot more activity in these markets. Clients are positioning themselves ready. That might be looking at their existing portfolio, make sure they've got optimal levels of borrowing ready for their next acquisition. So I'm very encouraged. And I think what they're doing now, and I'm seeing more evidence of this, and these are the discussions that I'm currently having, is that they want to be speaking to trusted advisors. They want to be seeking that professional advice. They're asking who can we refer them to so that they know they're getting expert advice in their chosen sphere. And whether that's residential, it can also be commercial. But that's what I'm seeing. Those are the conversations I'm having right now. So I think with interest rates hoping to start normalising, we'll see evidence of continued transactional activity going forward. Well, listen, thank you both so much. That's it for this episode. Thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for your insight. Robert, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. And to you as well, Liam. Thank Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, do make sure you join us again soon when we'll continue to explore the latest wealth management strategies. Our next episode will look at UK investment asset allocation. Do remember you can subscribe to this series so you won't miss an episode. From me, Chloe Tilly, from Robert Morrell and from Liam Bailey, thanks for listening and goodbye. Private Banking Today. Back soon.